from AM and FM stations around the country. Welcome to the Small Business Administration award-winning School for Startups Radio, where we talk all things small business and entrepreneurship. Now, here is your host, the guy that believes anyone can be a successful entrepreneur because entrepreneurship is not about creativity, risk, or passion, Jim Beach. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another exciting edition of School for Startups Radio. It is Wednesday, the 30th. We have a fantastic, cram packed, very busy show. We have two guests named Jonathan. First up, Jonathan Price in just a second. And then Jonathan England about passion and purpose. But as I said, we're very busy. We need to get started right now. So here we go. Please welcome Jonathan Price to the show. He is founder of the Down for Sound Shop. It's an e-commerce store that he started, I guess, out of his parents' attic and grew that to millions and 20 million in sales annually in the car audio industry. He's the guy that makes it go boom, 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 boom. (laughs) He has also built a YouTube community that has over a half million base heads. Jonathan, welcome. How are you doing? Doing great, man. I appreciate you uh, having me on. It is our pleasure. Is that the right sound? It's the boom, boom, boom right? <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that's most of our customers for sure. <laughs> All right. Tell us about your business. How'd you get started? Uh, the way I got started, I was always into car audio. Like, I guess so many guys go through some sort of car audio phase in, in their lives. But uh, I did that when I was younger, uh, like a teenager. And then I went off to college and kind of got out of it for a little while because I didn't have any money. Got back from college and uh, started putting like systems in my vehicle again. And I kind of grew one thing to another. And I was going to car audio shows with my uh, big car audio system that I had. And uh, I've also started a uh, YouTube channel and other social media outlets so I could share. I was making videos when I went to uh, these shows and let people hear it because it's it's so loud and uh, crazy. Like Usually people have these really crazy reactions to it. So people want, want to see the reactions and they also want to see themselves on like these videos. But so I started growing that at the time. I didn't know what I would be using it as in the future. I just thought I might be cool on the internet from having a bunch of subscribers. So anyway, I kept going to these shows and uh, the more I would let people listen to it, they they kept asking me, where do you get your equipment from? And this kept happening over and over. And then one day I was at a show and somebody asked me that and the light bulb went off in my head. I'm like, man, I could be selling these people this stuff if I could just figure out how. I didn't know anything about business. I'd never been in business before, never sold anything before. So, but that's how the idea started. Um, and the rest was kind of history. <laughs> All right. So they, they asked you, where do you get your audio gear? Correct. And that was what it decked out in your car. Correct. I had a, um, well, I still have a demo vehicle. It's just on a even crazier level now, since I'm like the owner of this company and we, we go to events all over the United States and, um, but yeah, like, so that is 
a really crazy system in my uh, company vehicle, I would call it, and we take it and let people listen to it and get some hyped up about car audio, and they want something for their vehicle, and what better place to get it than down for com. All right, so you, oh, wow. How many videos had you done before you sold anything? And how far into it were you in? Man, it was it was hundreds. Um, and I know that's one of the biggest things that people, most people give up way, uh, right before they're going to have a breakthrough and uh, it, or when it starts getting a little bit tough. And I was doing, I, I had hundreds of YouTube videos out uh, before I sold anything. Like, I did, again, I didn't even think, when I first started my uh, social media stuff, I was just sharing videos because I thought it would be cool. I never, it never crossed my mind at that time that I would be using it to sell people stuff or to bring people into a sales funnel. Um, but so that's kind of how it started. I love it. And so what'd you do first? Once you had this realization, what year was that? What point are we talking then uh that was probably let's see uh that was probably uh, eight years ago eight nine years ago something like that all right and i'm i was teasing maybe during the introduction but it's a little bit true were you living in your attic at the time I was uh, operating the bit, so I was uh, a classic failure to launch episode. I lived with my parents for a really long time. Um, I never, I always had a great relationship with my parents, uh, which, I, you know, a lot of people, they, well, I mean, a lot of my friends, they're like, 16 17 or i mean we're almost 16 17 at that time and they're like man i can't wait to get out of my house my parents are driving me crazy all these rules and stuff and i'm like I, like i love my parents i mean not saying that they didn't love their parents but i'm like i'm not i'm cool with staying with my parents i don't get on my nerves so it it kind of gave me um a sense of like not no urgency to get out and do stuff on my own. So it could have actually handicapped me from giving me that comfort. Um, but when I had the business idea, I started like putting money into it and I was storing the products in my parents' attic. So, uh, the, the, the products were in their attic, but when I would get an order, I would go up there and get it. I'd bring it down to the kitchen. Um, and I would pack it up on the, my mom's kitchen table and then I'd print a label for it and drive it up to the, uh, post office and ship it out. <laughs> so it was, it was literally out of the attic. <laughs> wow. I love it. Let me tell you this, Jonathan, when I was, uh, 45, I guess, and had three kids already, my wife announced that she had sold our house and oh, well. yeah, and, uh, we were moving. We did not have anywhere to move to, but we had to move out. And so we ended up, I think five months moving in with my parents. So at the age of 45, I had to move in with my parents and bringing a kid and a wife while we searched for a new house and my parents didn't play fair. They gave us an entire floor, you know, the upstairs, they never came up. And every morning I would come down and mom would be like, I'm making waffles and sausage. Would you like some, you know? And I'd be like, mom, you know, and, uh, one night I came home. I, I don't stay out late, Jonathan. I never stay out late. 
Never. And there was one night, it was the Ernst & Young Entrepreneur of the Year award ceremony, and we were in tuxedos, and it wrapped up around midnight. And I was walking through the hotel lobby and saw a bunch of friends, and I was, I'll have a drink. And so I sat down. I ended up at home 2 o'clock, 2.30 in the morning at 45 years old. And I drove up, and I could see that my father's light was on, you know? Here he is uh, waiting up for me. And I walked in. I was like, dad, you're waiting up for me. He's like, no, no, I'm not waiting up for you. I was do doing my taxes. I was doing my taxes. <laughs> you're <laughs> such a liar. So yeah. anyway, uh, you you did better than I did. All right. So tell me a little bit more about the videos. How long were they? And what was a typical video? And uh, talk to me about the videos a little more. Uh, so at that time, when I was first getting started, I was trying to make them like, around, I mean, no, none of the short form videos or I mean, TikTok didn't even exist. And so I was trying to I was aiming for around five to 10 minutes on most of my videos. And um, I always <clears throat> would make like a little teaser video to put at the beginning, um, like so it would kind of hook people on the front side because if you don't get people excited about your video or your content within the first five or 10 seconds, like there's going to be a high abandon rate of like going away from your stuff. So I, whatever the, the best part of the video was, I would take, like I would snip that and I'd put it at the beginning. So, and give like a little teaser of it. It wouldn't be the whole thing, obviously, because then after they saw that, they would just leave the video anyway. So I would just do like a little five or 10 second snippet at the beginning of something that's really action packed. So it would let the, um, people that were watching know that there was something really cool happening in the video sometime. So it would uh, keep them around for longer. So that's kind of how I did it when I was first starting. And um, okay. what would be and, an example of that? What would that teaser be? <clears throat> so if say, for instance, like, again, I'm in car audio and things that like that people like to see our reactions to uh, these crazy car audio systems that people in my, um, genre i guess you could say uh, what they 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 like to see is reactions to it so it could be the like one of my viral videos is me um riding around las vegas with and i don't do this like i don't <laughs> i don't promote doing this or not but uh, or anything but i know it's something that gets a lot of views so every now and then we'll do it just to create content but anyway we're uh, driving around las vegas and we'll come up to like the red lights and i'll just have the music going really loud so everybody around is just like looking and uh, making faces and uh and if we pull up in a parking lot people will come running over there that actually think it's cool and they want to listen to it so uh, and then when they do hear it they're they're basically freaking out that like with their reaction so i would take it would be a uh, a video that pieced together several different items um in there of people's reactions to the video so i would just take one of the great reactions that i would get and stick it on the front side so it would just be somebody like going crazy when they heard the music so i put five or ten seconds of that on the front side and uh then the rest of the video would just be spliced together pieces of other people's reactions to uh, the music playing in the video excellent you're right i i would want to see what they were responding to if they made that face so yeah <laughs> that makes a lot of sense Oh. Yeah, and it's a it's a pretty controversial topic as well because you have you have some people that love music and uh, some people that 
love music and like it really loud and then you have people that don't like music at all and they just won't complete silence so uh in the comment section you can imagine whoever comes across the video like somebody the people that absolutely love loud music or love music they're like oh that's really cool like and then you're gonna have the people that hate loud music or disturbing the peace and they're gonna be like you're so disrespectful uh blah 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 so there's so many different comments coming on there, but the more comments you get, the more engagement you get. So it boosts up the algorithm to put it into more people's like home pages and feeds and stuff like that. Did you try to be controversial or is that just a sub product or a byproduct? Uh, you don't sound uh, like I, a very controversial guy. Yeah, I'm, I'm not. Uh, but sometimes I, <laughs> I guess I could be in the middle on that part. It was more of like, I knew that it would get a, a reaction and it would just get, so the more attention that you get, the more people you get in front of, the more potential sales leads you can get. So it's not that like, I knew what I was doing, but I don't go and try to like, I don't do this all the time or whatever. Uh, I mean, it's probably been, months since i mean maybe six months since i've done that so it's just really rare that i do something like that because i mean that's when when i was first starting i would do it more frequently but now since i've already built the following uh over half a million uh subscribers on youtube and collectively over a million followers like between youtube facebook instagram tiktok all these different things or whatever so uh now i don't really have to do it so much and i feel the older i get the uh, i try to keep the respect level or keep raising the respect level and th think of others a lot more than uh, just myself that's nice to hear i like that so what's the best song to blare out of a car is it most uh, of the time most of the, the time movie, is what's the movie uh about the two guys in the basement doing uh interviews i can't Wayne remember and garth oh uh wayne's world <laughs> yes uh i can't even remember what song that was um they play something from queen right don't they play uh oh gosh I what's it could be, uh, but nowadays, like something that's going to perform Bohemian Rhapsody, aren't they playing Bohemian Rhapsody by Queen? Uh, possibly. I can't remember exactly. Uh, but most of the time, I mean, my, my system and the systems these days are core audio systems. They can, they can play a very wide range of almost any type of music and uh, especially mine because it's set up really nicely and it'll, it'll play pretty much anything uh very well but what usually maximizes the person's experience is going to it, because most people are wanting to hear that get in there and wanting to experience a lot of bass so the and that's what makes the i mean it'll blow the windshield out it blows hair all around your shirts flapping around so they won't then they've seen people get this type of um demo or or experience online and they're like man i want to experience that same exact thing so the thing that makes the subwoofers move the most is typically rap music um but now 
I've, uh, we, we have music editors in our community, so they'll go in, because I'm not really, I mean, rap music is okay, I like some songs or whatever, but I don't like going to events, and because a lot of it can have profanity in there, and I don't, it just, I just don't feel right, because I know there's some kids walking around or whatever, so again, like, the older I get, the more it weighs on my conscience to be more respectful and think of others, and so what I've done is here over the past uh, three to six months, I've been getting these music editors to take like popular, uh, say, country songs or whatever, and I'll get them to edit the music to where basically they add bass uh, frequencies in there to make it where we can listen to country music and uh, there's hardly ever any cussing in country music or vulgar or uh, that type of talk so we'll use that and uh, and it'll have these bass waves or bass frequencies put in there so people can listen to it and experience it and i'm not worried about like uh, vulgar stuff being said during the music to get the uh, bass experience uh, the best that it can be so that's something that we've done here recently all right so back to your story how did you go out and find the products to sell on the site we haven't even built a site yet. How'd you build your website and how'd you get the stuff for it? So in its uh, infancy, uh, when I like kind of around that time, but when I thought like, okay, I could be selling people this stuff uh, again, I didn't know how I didn't even know how to reach out to the companies or become a dealer or anything like that. And when I was going to these shows, some people were asking, do you have any t-shirts or stickers or merchandise or whatever? And I was like, uh, told them, no, I didn't have anything at the time. So that was like the first thing that I thought I'm like, okay, I, I could do t-shirts because t-shirts are obviously a lot and stickers are a lot cheaper than uh, like an amplifier. So uh, I started getting a couple of like t-shirts made and that was a scary thing for me. So when I was first getting started, something very scary for me was ordering t-shirts because I didn't one, I didn't know what size the next customer was going to be. So, and if you only get say five t-shirts made somewhere, they're not going to, they're going to charge you a premium for it because it's a lot of hassle for them for very little return obviously the the more you purchase the more volume you purchase you start getting a break on the pricing and you can start making some money but i was scared because i didn't know like what size the next person was going to be so anyway i kind of moved past that and i started realizing that medium large and extra large were the most popular sizes so i could order a few more of those than i did the small uh and 2x 3x whatever so I started uh, growing my little T-shirt offering that I had, and um, come like I had a guy message me on social media. This is how the website transpired or started getting uh, built. So he messaged me and, and he said, "Hey, I'm from Australia. I'm a subscriber of yours. I've been watching your videos for a couple of years. I saw you offer T-shirts, but uh, we can only purchase like currently we can only purchase T-shirts uh, through a website um, because I." At that time, if somebody wanted to buy them online, I would just tell them, hey, PayPal me or Cash App or whatever it was. I was just telling them to send me the money that way. And I was doing everything manually because I didn't see the bigger picture, uh, obviously. <laughs> so anyway, 
uh, I was like, well, I don't have a website. And he said, it's easy to set one up. You just go to this web hosting service. I can't remember which one he told me at the time. He's like, just go there and set up a trial or whatever. You can see how easy it is. And I'll check back with you and I'll order the t-shirts. I'm like, okay. So I went on there and I could not for the life of me figure out how to, like, I could add a shirt, but I could not figure out how to add different sizes, different color swatches, different designs, like all this stuff. So I got so frustrated with it. I'm like, man, I'm not wasting my time on this. I don't need a dang website. I'm just going to, um, like, I'll just keep selling, doing manual order to each person that wants to purchase. So I just forgot about the website and forgot about the guy. And anyway, a couple of weeks later, he messages me. He's like, hey, I was just checking in to see if you got the website up. I wanted to uh, buy those shirts. And I'm like, no, man, I, I tried and it's, it's a pain in the butt. It's not worth it. Uh, I don't need a website. He said, man, it's easy. And I'm like, if it's so easy, why don't you do it? And he said, okay. And he went on there and he got a, um, a trial version of the website. And within like 20 minutes, he had all the shirts listed, all the different sizes, all the different designs. And I'm like, <laughs> I hate I'm people like, like that. You I'm know. like, come on, like, show me up. Make me look stupid. Thanks a lot. <laughs> yeah. and, and, and I'm like, what, how did this dude do that? But that was one of the first times I realized I'm like, I need this guy. Like he, and he just proved to me that I need to have a website and he, he has the ability and the knowledge of this tech stuff that I don't, and I still don't have it. <laughs> like, so he's been working with me since that day. Um, and he was the start and the origination of the website stuff. And he's been doing like the back end, uh, the IT stuff, any updates, any mass product uh, importations. Uh, so without, I mean, I can't say I would have never had a website. Maybe it would have happened sometime in the future, but he definitely opened my eyes to the importance of that earlier because, you know, I had written it off. If he would have never messaged me again, it probably would have been a long time before I'm like, okay, maybe I do need a website. But I tell you, one of the best feelings that I had was <laughs> when I uh, woke up like one morning and I saw that I sold like two t-shirts while I was asleep. And I'm like, Oh man, this is the way making money, <laughs> making money while you're sleeping is hands down the, I think the best money you can ever make. <laughs> so uh, I was like, man, that, that guy was a lifesaver for sure. Wow. What a great story, Jonathan. Congratulations. And it's just Thank inspiring. You. I love your attitude. I love your no profanity and, uh, you deserve every dollar that you make. I appreciate the kind words, man. It, it means a lot to me. And I'm definitely blessed and fortunate to have grown to what we have. And what a lot of people feel like is a very short time. Uh, we went uh, again from my parents attic seven years ago. And I, I went through a jobless um, time of moving out to Las Vegas to be with my, what is now my wife. Uh, I was jobless for a while. I wasn't making any money. And to go from that feeling like a, absolute failure and a bum like I, I just felt uh depressed for a while because but you know as a, as men you're supposed to be the provider you're supposed to be the rock for the family to lean on and everything like that and i, I felt worthless because i wasn't any of those things i wasn't bringing any any income or anything so 
anyway, to go from that and figure it out. Um, and now the past uh, couple of years, we've uh, done close to $20 million a year and uh, revenue is a huge difference. And it makes me super grateful that I just decided to never give up. Down4soundshop.com with the number four, right? Yes, sir. That's right. All right. Fantastic. I'm on the site right now. And, uh, this is just way out of my league. What do I, you know, I'm the type of guy that's satisfied with the deck that comes with the car, right? Oh yeah. For what sure. should Most I do, Jonathan? I want one audio upgrade. You know, I want it to be one notch better than that. What should I invest in? What should I spend? What should I uh, do? Something that's really easy for most people to like upgrade their sound a little bit is to change out their factory speakers to um, like what we call, I mean, it's basically factory speaker replacements. Well, we have the under the down for sound brand uh, coaxial speakers. So it's going to give you uh, a nice full rich uh, sound at a very budget friendly price. And these speakers are made to basically uh, go right into where your current speakers are, but they're obviously optimized to give you the best, most premium sound. And most people can get these most people have four speakers, maybe six speakers in their vehicle uh, from the factory. And you can get these speakers uh, for, say, four to six speakers for under 200 bucks. So and it, and it enhances your listening experience. So it's, it's very uh, it's a very easy thing to do to take it up like that one notch that you're talking about. You know, I love one of the things I just love when you ask an expert on something and they just start going. You just, mm -hmm. it sounds like, you know, it's just like Beethoven playing music. You know, I ask you about car audio and you just turn it on and it's a different person. Your tone is different. Your speed of conversation is different. It's just amazing to hear you start talking about what you're an expert in. Uh, absolutely <laughs> fascinating. Go back and listen to it. You're, you spoke faster in the last minute than you did during the rest of the interview. And I think that's significant of it's in your soul. You know it. You don't have to think about it. It just comes out of you naturally, you know? Definitely. I'm definitely passionate about car audio, so it's really easy for me to talk to and help people with. I love it. Jonathan, thank you so much for being with us. Great stuff. I appreciate you having me on. Thank you, man. And we will be right back. We are back. And again, thank you so much for being with us. We, this is a strange coincidence, have another Jonathan on the show today. Our second guest is also named Jonathan. Please welcome Jonathan England. He is the founder of Earth Waking and author of a new book called If I Die Before I Wake. He has had a very successful real estate career, has invested a bunch of money in his own personal development, and has taken all of that together and created live events. He has the Awakened Live, uh, Awakened Life live event, which thousands of people have attended. And he is also building an eco village. We will ask him about all of this. Jonathan, welcome to the show. How are you doing? I'm great. Thanks for having me on. It is 
uh, my pleasure. Congratulations on, first of all, most importantly, the baby is your two-year-old, the inspiration for a lot of what you're doing right now. Uh, no, he was kind of, he was born into what I was doing. It's, um, he, he helps. Well, I'm me sorry. I feel like that was a stupid question. Now. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's fine. Uh, but yeah, he, he helps me see clarity on, on why I'm doing it. It's a, it's a good, uh, cause now why, why I'm doing it is because it was just divinely directed and I'm just not my will, but time be done. But seeing him inside of this world, watching him grow up inside of a world that actually works, a world where people are living in harmony with each other and harmony with nature, taking responsibility for their reality, it is a, it's cool. I get to actually see the fruits of my labor instead of having to, a lot of people don't even get to see the fruits of their labor. I, I mean, there's, it's going to keep going on long after I'm gone, but I get to see someone getting to receive being born into heaven on earth instead of the hell on earth that I had to crawl my way out of. So tell us your, your mission, Jonathan, tell us what you're doing, what you believe. Uh, so, uh, earth waking is the, is the movie. It's called earth waking. It's a out outreach. It's a built in a 508 C1A nonprofit organization, but it's, um, the purpose, the mission statement is to share hope, faith, and love around the world by helping others see these things in themselves. So uh, it's kind of like torches are getting lit where they've got it. They got it too. They're not just seeing hope, faith, and love outside of themselves to where they, is that whatever, wherever they saw it at, they got to connect with that in order to have it. They you know they have it inside of themselves so then it can keep expanding. But our core message is your only job for being alive is to be you. The only way you can possibly fail is by trying to be something that you're not. And your difference is the only thing that can make a difference. The reason that's so important is because most people have no clue who they are because we were domesticated, indoctrinated by our teachers, preachers, friends, family, media, and government. We were taught how to be who we're not. And we gave up our purpose for approval, for safety, for security, for significance. And so it's time to return to our true selves and uh, uh, contribute the gifts that we were actually created to create. All right. So why do people not know themselves? How does that happen? How are we... I mean, how did that happen? How did we get to that state here in America? Yeah, so there's this entire indoctrination domestication process that happens. It's in, definitely included in our school system. And the, per, you know, the, the purpose of the school system, which I think a lot of people or maybe even a good portion of people are starting to realize that the purpose of the school system was specifically to create factory workers. That's why it was created in the first place. and. In that, it was just to be a cog in the machine, another brick in the wall, where you're not uh, valued for who you are. You're valued what, for what you do, and specifically only valued for what you do if what you do is um, follow orders you know, very, very, very succinctly so that you can um, be like a robot. And so that's what our, our indoctrination process was set up for. It was after the Industrial Revolution. They just needed more factory workers, so they started deploying money to program people into factory workers and it's never left. So in school, we're one of the specific like problems, opportunities that, you know, it was supposed to happen. How do I know? Because it happened, but now for where we're moving into, it doesn't, it doesn't fit for where we're going, but the specific thing that doesn't fit where we're going, it fit where we were coming from was in school. We're trained that the answers are more important than the questions. And so we're taught 
regurgitate the answer. I'm going to tell you what the answer is. You say it back to me the same way that I said it. As long as you can regurgitate it that way, then I'm going to give you an A. You're great A meat. But if you don't regurgitate it the way that I told you, if you don't repeat the answer the same way, then you're F, great F meat, like Taco Bell meat. And so, but the truth is, questions are the answer. Because when you get trapped inside an answer, now you're, you're dead already. It's, there's no life in that. So you remain inside of the question. Like, how is this love? Why am I here? And you just allow that to keep growing and expanding. There can be infinite answers to, to valuable questions like that. Because the quality of your life is in direct proportion to the quality of the questions that you ask yourself. Most people are saying, why am I so stupid? Why am I not enough? Low-quality questions low quality answers are going to come from that. And then they're going to build on top of the low quality answers. They're going to add answers on, on the outside of that, meaning they're going to try to make themselves better based upon what the world is telling them would make them better. And they're losing themselves in that whole journey. All right. And so is this worse with a particular age group? Uh, I, I can't even imagine what's happening with the children nowadays. Like, you know, they're all sucked into just this complete internet. That's com you don't even know what up is, what down is like, we don't know what the truth is anymore. Like if you're just look, if you were living inside of the internet, then like, who knows like <laughs> what reality is anymore. Um, so I can't even imagine what it's like for the children. Like I, I, I barely made it out alive and I didn't go through nearly the amount of deceit that what the children these days are going through. Yeah, that's very true. Very true. It seems to be progressively getting worse. If I'm just facing reality, uh, progressively getting worse, uh, the, the, the layers of deceit and illusions, uh, that, and so what you believe to be true is true for you, even if it's bullshit, even if it's a complete lie, but most people are living inside of lies and don't even know it. And they make it more real than real. And so like a lie being like one of the most common lies is, is I'm not enough. I'm not good enough. And so we leave what's real in the pursuit of what appears to be. We, we leave because we, the truth is we all are enough. We, 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 we can't ever become more enough than we already are. Um, but we perceive ourselves not to be, and then we try to figure out, well, what do I got to do? Who do I got to be? So I'm enough. Well, who you need to be is you, but you don't know who you are because you never know you never said no when people were telling you to say yes to something that wasn't in alignment and integrity with who you actually were created to be. As Albert Einstein says, if you judge a turtle on his ability to fly, he's always a failure. So people are judging themselves saying, well, I can't fly. So I must be a failure. Well, let me figure out how to sprout some wings or layer something on top of me so that I can fly. So I'm not a failure. No, you, you're not a failure. Just return to who you are. You've got a specific type of genius that doesn't fit inside of that box that they're trying to cram you in. And you're making yourself not enough because you don't fit in the box when you were never supposed to be in the box. That's the problem and the opportunity. So can we talk a little bit about the book? If I die before I wake, should we go through the five steps there to finding out your purpose? How do I know what my purpose is? Maybe let's go there first. Okay, perfect. Yeah. So, uh, one of the things I like to say is a watermelon, watermelons don't have to go to watermelon schools to figure out how to become a watermelon. Everything that the watermelon need to become what it is already existed inside of it as a seed. And the same is true for you. But when we went through this indoctrination domestication process, 
that specifically tried to erase our, our individuality or our differentiation um, so that we could be cogs in the machine, that's where we lost our purpose. We, we lost our sense of who we are. We lost our center and we got lost in where we conformed to the patterns of this world. And so the question isn't really um, how do I find my purpose? It's more of why don't I know it already? And let's undo what had been done that blocked you from your connection to the source. Okay. How do I find it then? Uh, I think we need to go through the <laughs> steps because I'm, uh, I'm feeling like that would help. So let's do that. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. So there, the, there's, it's a, a five-step roadmap and uh, these, it's a, the, there, there are five levels of consciousness but there are really five states of conscious orientation, five ways to perceive reality. So the truth is we're all in level five all the time, but what you believe to be true is true for you, even if it's a lie. So most people perceive themselves to be in level one. And because they believe that that's what the reality they experience. So they're perceiving reality from a false perspective. So um, level one is called disoriented, meaning they don't know where they're going. They don't have any orientation. They're just kind of like a pinball getting bounced around. And this is the level of a victim mentality where, hey, I'm doing the best that I can, but I got dealt a crappy hand. There's nothing I can do about it. And uh, this is actually where the majority of humanity is perceiving themselves and, and interacting with the world from this perspective. So level two is called goal-oriented. And so this is where you actually start to set goals. You get clarity on what where you're going and then you focus on it and this is kind of like the not thy will but mine be done stage and it's a it's an important part of waking up waking up to to your own power uh waking up to your own responsibility it's not I, i'm not broke because my boss got mad at me and won't give me a, a, a paycheck i'm i'm broke because somehow i created this circumstance and i'm taking responsibility for the circumstance and now I'm going to go build a business or I'm going to do something to change my circumstances and I'm responsible for my circumstances. So that's what level two is all about is setting the goals. And so that's why it's called goal oriented. And um, then what happens if, if you make it, there's only two ways out of level two. It's either consistent space repetition where you become aware of the futility of level two um, and you start to, consciously make the decision to go to the next level or you just really do think level two is the end of the game and you give everything that you got until it just kind of just the, your world just kind of gets destroyed um and so the next level is called journey oriented level one you live in the past which creates depression level two you live in the future which uh creates anxiety but level three is where you step into the present moment and you experience peace and how you get there is by letting go of all of your answers. Everything that you created to uh, figure out how to become more, you let it all go because who you are is everything, but the only space that's big enough to hold everything is nothing. So you actually get to nothing. You, 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 you pop your ego in level three. Level two, you grow your ego like it's a balloon. If, if you're in level one and somebody's poking your ego with a, with a, with a pin, it's, it's not going to do anything because it's not even blown up yet. Level two, you blow it up and then you pop it with the pin and now, they, now it's gone. So level three is the ego pops. And the ego is just a false identity. It's, it's um, a, 
some uh, an, uh, an illusion that you created in order to figure out how to interact with the world, but it's not actually you. It's like a puppet, but you've identified with the puppet, not realizing that you're the one driving. So level three, that thing goes away, and now you're you've returned to this present moment where everything exists. Um, I'll pause right there and see if you've got any questions or anything that's uh, coming up. Jonathan, I I'm I can't figure out if you're a strong Christian or a new age mystic. You're quoting both. <laughs> so that's, that's great. I, I'm uh, kind of like a paradox. People try to stick me in boxes uh, and that's, that's back to the, you know, indoctrination process. That's what we do in, and I call it the old world and the new earth. And in the old world, we're, we're programmed to put ourselves in a box and then put everybody else in boxes. And which is answers, right? But I said the most important thing in the new earth is the questions are the answer. And so um, it's the same thing they did with Jesus, right? They're like, he, was, he wasn't the answer that they were looking for because of what they had decided what a Messiah was supposed to look like. And he shows up, they think it's going to be this big bulging muscles and this, wow, like he's going to come down with this power and this fury and, and annihilate all their enemies and but then he shows up riding on a donkey and bends down and starts to wash people's feet. And they're like, uh, well, this can't be, this can't be it. This is not what we're waiting for. So I'm kind of like that where people are trying to figure out what I am, but they're really not trying to figure out what I am. They're trying to figure out what they are. And they're, uh, looking at me. <laughs> and uh, there's a thing that I, I say, with, we don't, so we don't see the world as it is. We see the world as we perceive ourselves to be, whether that's a conscious perception of ourselves, but, but usually it's an unconscious perception of ourselves. So uh, just to be clear with you, uh, Jesus is the king of my heart. I'm completely submitted and yielded to, uh, to him. Uh, everything, all the power that comes through me comes through him from the father. And I understand completely get everyone's perspectives around like, because I was an evangelist atheist for about 20 years. It was my job to convince people God wasn't real. So I completely get it. One of the things I say, I understand where atheists are coming from. I don't believe in the God they don't believe in either because I already tested that one and that one ain't real. And, uh, but I found, I found what is. So are you still an atheist now? No, no, that's what I'm saying is I, uh, I found, I found God and well, God found me. And, and when I found, I realized now that I know there's, there is no spot that God is not. And if you don't see God everywhere, you don't see God anywhere. And that seek first the kingdom and all else will be added to you. And the kingdom of God is within you. So if you want to find God, first place is inside of yourself. Once you've done that, then when you look around, you'll see God everywhere because in him, we live and move and have our being. Now you, you can, you can recognize once you've actually, once you've recognized God in you and around you, you can also recognize the illusions where people are perceiving themselves to be separate from the source, separate from each other. Uh, but it's only just a perception. I can see people's egos. I can see where people are, are acting according to a, a false perspective, which they think that they're separate from God. I can watch that all happen. And that doesn't uh, block my connection with the truth of who they are. My connection with, with, with them, which is, my connection with God, which is their connection with God. It, we're, cause we're, cause the truth is we're all one. Everything is perfect. And love is the only thing that exists and love is infinite connection. So it's just the, 
remembering of that infinite connection is remembering God. Okay. I can't tell how you, because I, I can't see you right now. So I'm, I'm feeling into where you're at. And I'm like, I can't um, get a, I can't get a read on exactly where you are, are at as a, as the things that I'm sharing. I'm not, I can't feel exactly how you're receiving what's being shared. Uh, I'm a hundred percent supportive. I'm still just, as you said, as you said, I'm still trying to put you in a box and <laughs> you know, I, I find it fascinating I wonder how much of the Christianity that you're quoting, you know, is Christianity or if you're just quoting it, you know? And so, uh, I just, I was listening to every word, trying to, to figure it out. So, uh, yeah. because you're a weird so, mix, you're a weird mix of abundance, but with also responsibility, you understand that that's a weird yeah. mix. Oh yeah, I completely get how weird I am. I, I I see it all the time. Anytime, anytime I interact with, uh, it, anytime I interact with a, a a world who hasn't seen something like me before, which I guess there's really, anytime I interact with a world who doesn't see who Jesus actually was, uh, when they're 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 putting him inside of a box, and uh, they're interacting with him by who they perceive that he was versus actually what he was, which was a conduit for God's love to come through. If they don't get that, then they don't get me. So I, I, I see it all the time. And so, but, but so the, the, the Christians, the really traditional Christians, they, they hate me. The uh, agnostic or atheist hate me. Like it doesn't matter where, it de- or they love me. It just depends on what they're, what they're deciding to use it for. And so again, the, the questions are the answer. So um, most people, what they use everything for is to be uh, confused or to be frustrated or to be lost or w- whatever it is. Cause we go where we live emotionally. We use our environment to get ourselves there. So um, people are deciding what they're going to use me for just the same as what, you know, people decided what they were going to use Jesus for in the name of Jesus. I'm going to kill you. Uh, well, now Jesus never said anything about it, never said nor demonstrated anything about that. So, that's great that you're, you know, that's what you want to do. If you want to use Jesus's words to go and create havoc and hell, um, that's fine. If that's what you want to do, that's none of my business, but that's not what he was doing. Yeah. Well, I certainly don't hate you, Jonathan. Uh, I, uh, support you a hundred percent. I love your, uh, passion for your message. And I agree that people need to figure out their purpose much greater or much more. They need to spend some time wondering about that. And that's one of the reasons I asked you about the age difference for what you're seeing, because I do see an age difference. I am concerned about the 20 year olds out there today who uh, are, are very clueless. We only have a couple of minutes left. Tell me about what you're doing in Costa Rica. Uh, I'm down here. Uh, birthing the new earth building god's kingdom here on earth because actually okay so this is a clear thing that i can say to every person who's listening your purpose is to establish god's kingdom here on earth that's what we were created for all of creation was specifically created for us but specifically for us to be the kings and queens of not kings over each other but kings to take dominion over the over creation and the purpose of creation was an extension of heaven it was a 
an extension. Like it was, it was for God's kingdom to be established as an extension. And we were created as the kings and the queens of that. So what your purpose is, is to establish God's kingdom here on earth. So that's what I'm doing. But it starts within, you know, seek first the kingdom and the kingdom is within you. All else will be added. So you've got to return to the kingdom inside of yourself beyond what your answers are, beyond your egoic identity, getting present to the presence of the present. And then once you've received the gift at this moment that everything is here, then your actions will start to come from the kingdom and they will start to build on the outside the, the kingdom. And that's actually, I'm at that physical location now of I've done the internal work and now I'm physically actually, well, I'm not building it, but the kingdom of God is being built around me um, in God's divine design and divine order of uh, the way that his original intent was with uh, us taking complete responsibility as stewards of this planet and entire universe virtually. Yes. <laughs> well, all right, so Jonathan, let me ask you a crazy question from the standpoint of this show. We believe, I believe, that entrepreneurship does not necessarily require passion, that you can be a successful entrepreneur even if you don't love what you're selling, and that you could just be passionate about the lifestyle of not working for the man, and that that's enough, and enjoying simply the freedom, the opportunity, all of that is possibly what your passion is, not necessarily uh, selling jewelry or whatever. What do you think about that idea, that possibility? I absolutely agree. Um, now, uh, so this thing that I said, there's no good, bad, right, or wrong, just what works and doesn't work given what you're trying to accomplish. So the first question is to ask what is it you're trying to accomplish? And then once you understand what you're trying to accomplish, then there's multiple different paths that you can take to that. So um, now for me specifically, I'm here uh, to live the purpose that I was created for. Um, sometimes they're like, I'll be asked to do things that I'm not specifically passionate about. Um, but that's usually just a stepping stone. And then it, that aspect of what needs to be done is then um, it, I move out of the way and the person whose that is their passion, their purpose moves in, but I had to kind of cut the trail first or not always. Sometimes they just show up and I didn't even know that I, that I needed that, but we're all coming in together. So the answer to your question is, yeah, that's completely, yeah, I, I get it completely. If, if the first step, if, if you're, if you just want freedom from the man, then do whatever you got to do to get that freedom from the man. Um, and it doesn't matter if you're passionate about what you're doing or not, but if you want to experience a life of complete purpose and fulfillment, then the next step would be, all right, I'm free from the man. Now let me, let me see what my purpose is. And that, that was actually my journey through the five levels. Level two, I wasn't necessarily passionate about real estate, but it did get me freedom from, from the man, from the, from the system, from the you know, indoctrination. And then from there, once I got my freedom, I'm like, okay, well, there's actually nothing in this freedom. I want something beyond this world. And that's when I stepped into my passion and purpose. Excellent. I love your take on it. Jonathan, how do we find yeah. out more? Follow you online, get a copy of the book. Maybe it's even cheap. Yeah, you can go to findyourpurposebook.com. It's findyourpurposebook.com and just put in your name and email address. You can download the PDF 
in the audio version for free. Uh, there's also the, the Spanish audio version is all there too. So um, you can go get it for free and you'll be on my email list at that point And I'll send you emails about like events that we have coming up and things like that. So um, I have a YouTube channel where you can go and watch my YouTube channels. If you, uh, if you were intrigued by what uh, you experienced here in this conversation, then you're going to love my Sunday morning services that I do. And those are all on my YouTube channel. I can't wait to see that. It's a Sunday morning service, like church yeah, service. My, yeah, it's a church service, but it ain't what you it ain't what you think. Uh, just let you know. I uh, my one. Of, uh, I'll just share with you my three of my last sermon titles. One was "Your Butt's Too Big." Uh, and specifically meaning the reason you're not stepping into your destiny is because you're saying your, your butt's too big. I wouldn't do that, but so that was one sermon title. Uh, Another one. Uh, yeah, you get it. Yeah, Another get one. It. Is Double keep your heart on. Right there. Yep. Uh, uh, here's the next one. Keep your heart on. Oh, <laughs> All right. keep your, uh, yeah. And then the third one is called God am it. God am it. And so, that one will trigger some people that are stuck inside of answers, stuck inside of dogma and religion. Um, not realize the dead letter kill us. If people are, are reading the dead letter, they're dead already. This can wake them up from that. God am it. Uh, cause it's a triggering phrase for someone who is too domesticated indoctrinated, but it will set them free if they hear what's being said. And the purpose of that, you know, message is if you don't see God anywhere, everywhere, you don't see God anywhere. And so the things that you resist the most, that you hate the most, that you don't like the most, that's actually a gift that's coming from God, but you're stuck on the surface. You're not, nothing is what it appears to be. You're not seeing it. You're seeing a reflection of yourself. And if you'll go through it and see God inside of it, then that'll be a, a way for you to find God inside of yourself. Wow. Amazing. So deep stuff and, and shallow at the same time. The book. If I Die Before I Wake, A User's Guide to the Five Levels of Consciousness. The author, Jonathan England. Jonathan, great stuff. Thank you for being with us. Appreciate it. All right. Thanks for having me. We're out of time for today, but you know what? We're back tomorrow. Be safe, everyone. Go make a million dollars. Take care. Bye now.